Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, I'm Ed Kratz, your host uh, with the Philadelphia Eagles Insider Podcast on the Fans First Sports Network. I'm here with my host, my co-host, John McMullen, and we have a special guest with us today from Delaware Online, Martin Frank. He's been covering this uh, Eagles team for probably many of you who uh, probably have been following the Eagles. You probably are familiar with Martin 1933, Frank. 1933, I think. 19, yeah, when the Eagles were born. <laughs> uh, so we're standing here at the Novacare Complex. The Eagles went through day 13 of their training camp, coming off an 18-18 tie uh, against the Cleveland Browns in a, in a game that uh, was significant because the Eagles lost some key players in that game and you know we can start right there guys uh zach mcpherson uh big loss for them you wouldn't think i mean he's more known as a special teams standout he won the special teams uh, nfc special teams player of the week award last year after the season opener but he was also making some strides in the backup role in the slot with uh behind Devonte maddox i thought he was ready to take a big step uh, up this year on this team, and now he's uh, now he's not even with the team. They released him after he tore his Achilles in that game Thursday night. Uh, John, thoughts on that? Yeah, I think they're hopeful he clears waivers and they can get him back on injured reserve. Because remember, he's out for the season. So uh, for somebody else to claim Zach, uh, they would have to understand he's going to be on their roster. They're going to have to pay him for a whole season. He's not going to be available. So. The Eagles are playing sort of a strategy move. They lost so many players in that game, Ed Martin. They needed roster spots just to practice. They brought in a bunch of guys today you probably never heard of, except Marvin Wilson. Uh, He's back, you know him, defensive tackle. Robert Cooper, Caleb Sanders, defensive tackles. Tyreek Maddox-Williams and Quentin Bell at linebacker. Um, Really, you know, forget about the game, win, loss, or draw. The only thing that matters is how many guys got hurt for the Eagles. Right. Martin, uh, they also cut Greedy Williams, uh, who was kind of a, a, a ballyhoo signing in the offseason at cornerback. And, and the Ty Zentner, the punter they brought in to give some competition to Aaron Sippus. Martin said, commented during practice, that he doesn't think the Eagles are going to stay completely with Sippus. He thinks there's going to be competition. What, what makes you say that? Well, I mean, you know, Sippus hasn't been that impressive. I mean, yes, he's better than Ty Zentner, who uh, kind of was a big disappointment. Um, 
I just think, you know, once cuts are made, August 29th is the day teams have to go down from 90 to 53. There's going to be a lot of people on the waiver wire. The Eagles will look around like all the other teams will, and if they see a punter who they think is as good or if not better than Sipos, they'll bring him in. Um, so, you know, I, I don't think the roster will be finalized by any stretch of the imagination after cutdown day. Um, one thing I wanted to add, you know, about Zach McPherson, um, he's a big loss. I mean, Ed, you mentioned that about special teams. He's like their gunner and everything like that. But he was also, like, working as a backup slot uh, nickel for Avante Maddox, who, as you know, like, gets hurt a lot. So yeah. there's a chance, you yeah, know, they yeah. probably would have needed use uh, McPherson during the season. So now they have to find not only some guy to replace him on special teams, plus they also lost Sean Bradley for the right. year, and he's a special teams you know, as bad as their special teams were last year, those are their two best special teams yeah. players. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, you can see how big a blow that is there. But they also have to find a backup to Maddox as the nickel corner. And in practice today, we saw James Bradbury kind of yeah. making some plays there. I mean, working inside, you know, maybe that gives a chance for Josh Job to get more action on the outside. But, yeah, I mean, they've got they've got some holes to fill, and McPherson injury hurts them yeah. a lot. Yeah, you know, you mentioned Sipas. I may be bringing in a punter once they scan the waiver wire here later this month. But one of the advantages Sipas has in making this team is the fact that he's the holder for Jake Elliott. Uh, you know, Rick Lovato snaps the ball to him, and that operation's been really solid with him as the holder. So that, that gives them a leg up. We saw when Zentner tried to do it the one yeah, game. In Baltimore, yeah. yeah, in Baltimore. Yeah. Uh, but Jake Elliott missed the 56-yarder. I, I think that yarder. was a bad Rick Lovato snap. I thought Zentner got it down. But, you know, to your point, though, Ed, um, kickers become comfortable with their holders. Yes. So it might just be a comfort thing. And so do long snappers. Yeah, yeah. It, could, it could be, you know, maybe Sippus gets it down better. Maybe Jake Elliott feels more comfortable, even though the snap may not have been the best. So yeah. that's, a, that's a real advantage for him. Um, and, you know, something I noticed, too, today when, when Slay needed a breather, and Slay really seemed to be, you know, huffing and puffing today. It was a hot, humid day, nice breeze, but uh, Slay was given a breather during first-team reps, and in came Kelly Ringo, who, to me, is very much a work in progress. And if he's got to play second team, I'm not sure that's a good idea for the Eagles. And I was of the opinion that Slay probably needed to have some breathers throughout the course of the season early on, give him some plays off, keep him fresh. Because last year, remember, like week 12, he's complaining that the season's too long. He seemed to tail off a little bit with his play. And I thought Greedy Williams would have fit that role. I'm not sure Kelly Ringo does. No, no. He's a long-term project, I think, Kelly Ringo. Yeah, I mean, and remember, Zach McPherson – played outside his first two seasons and he started at outside corner uh, against Cleveland so they're cross-training him again so it's not only slot as Martin mentioned outside corner he's a backup punt returner he's their best special teams player it's a big injury and I know people don't look at him and say that's a star player but he does so many different things he's sort of like a uh, uh, a utility knife type of player, yeah. and that's not easy to replace. Yeah, anybody yeah. standing out to you, Martin, as a cornerback? Uh, um, well, I mean, I think Job, Josh Job has yeah. played pretty well. I mean, I think he's pretty much locked down the first, you know, corner off the bench if something were to happen to Slay or Bradbury. Um, 
you know, I, I kind of like Eli pick six Ricks. I know he didn't have the greatest game Thursday night, but, um, you know, I think they like his potential. And I'm not saying he's going to play this year, but I think he's going to get a chance. Um, but I think, like, the microcosm of all these injuries that you guys are talking about is it just shows, like, you know, as good as the Eagles are, um, their depth isn't as good as it's been. I mean, you know, you look at the offensive line. If you lose one of those five starters, their offensive line is probably the best in the NFL. But if you lose one of those, you know, one of those starters, I mean, who's your backup? It's not as good as it's been because they lost guys like Andre Dillard in free agency. I mean, they, you know, they couldn't pay yeah. everybody. And right. it's the same thing at defensive back. If Slay or Bradbury go down, you know, you you got young guys like you mentioned, Killy Ringo, you know, Job. Uh, you know, whoever else, it's it's pretty thin, you yeah. know, beyond yeah. the starters. Makai Gardner throw in. I've been impressed with him. Yeah. He was out today. He suffered. I think yeah. he has an ankle injury yeah. that he's working his way through. Mario Goodrich is somebody I think Mario you need Goodrich. to kind of yeah. keep an eye on as a, as a possibility. And don't forget about Josiah Scott. Everybody forgets yeah, about Josiah Scott. Scott. All of a sudden, he well, might yeah. be relevant again. Um, yeah. Speaking of forgotten guys, John, um, we've talked about him today at practice. You've been talking about him a lot during camp. Is a safety, right? Just uh, Justin, Justin Evans, Evans yeah. baby. Everybody uh, forgets him. Is it going to be Terrell Edmonds? It's going to be Rell. Is it going to be Kayvon? <laughs> Is it going to be Sidney Brown? No, it's going to be Justin Evans, people. <laughs> he got every first team rep. Now, the Eagles are rotating. I'm being a little bit facetious, but he's in the mix, and I think people don't know it. And they like his coverage skills. Yeah. Um, that's what it's about on this defense on the back end. They want coverage players. He's had a lot of injury issues in his career. But back, you know, he was a second-round pick of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and was a starter by the end of his rookie season. He was on his way to becoming a really good player, and the injuries took over. Hey, maybe the lightning is striking. He took first-team reps today, right? I mean, we, yeah, yeah, he took first-team reps team next drills. to Reed Blankenship. Right. Yeah, yeah, and the team drills. He's had a pretty, you know, he stood out in these first two preseason games against the Ravens and Browns. and. I asked him if he felt like he was kind of overlooked at the safety position after practice today, and he seemed to take umbrage at that. Like, no, I don't, I don't feel underlooked because at all. You know what? He's I, got. That's also I noticed when we talked to him, and I think Martin was there. I don't think he were there. He's got like a a cockiness of a second round pick, but he still thinks of himself as being like a star player, even yeah. though he isn't. Like, yeah. I don't think he knows that he's a long shot. And I think that's kind of a good thing. Well, you know, again, John mentioned today, we gave us a little look inside his 53-man roster. And Martin, too, at the tight end position. We'll get there in a second. But first, John, uh, with the injury to Zach McPherson, you mentioned that you, you may only have them, what, keeping five cornerbacks and then five safeties? Yeah. Is that kind of where yeah, you're leaning? Why not? I, for the whole camp, basically, I've said, well, they're going to keep six corners because they have so many good young corners. They're unproven, but... The guys you talked about, uh, Josh Jobe and Kaylee Ringo, who I don't think is ready to play. Wow. Even maybe Eli Ricks or Makai Gardner. A lot of good young corners. And I said they're probably going to keep six and four safeties. But now without Zach, I don't want to keep all those guys. So <laughs> why not keep all the safeties? Yep, that's a good point. And then Martin with the tight ends. Yeah. Uh, your little early projection on your 53, what, what do you got to tell you in there? I only got two. I mean, Dallas Goddard and, and Jack Stahl. And, you know, that means guys like Grant Calcaterra, Tyree Jackson, 
Dan Arnold, a veteran who they signed from the Jaguars, and uh, Brady Russell. I mean, those guys, you know, if they get claimed by another team, fine. Now, if Martin, not, some can I of those ask you guys. A question? What's the difference between Brady Russell's big touchdown and Eli Ricks' big touchdown? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, they're both meaningless. <laughs> That's my point. Uh, you're an Eli uh, Ricks yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, pick six Ricks. Yeah. So you're, but you're not keeping Brady Russell, but obviously. No. I mean, not, yeah, he's, he's yeah, going to exactly. be cut. Pick but six I mean, Russell. Uh, but, like, when you look Russell. at the tight end right. position, it's pretty much Dallas Goddard up here and everybody else way down here. You can't see me, obviously, right. but, you know. <laughs> he's big, holding big his hands difference. way up over his head. Uh, yeah. Dallas Goddard has been so, phenomenal. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, he's he's just at another level. I mean, you know, him, A.J. Brown, and Devontae Smith are, you know, top three receivers on this team, and they're going to have big years and stuff. But, I mean, Jack Stoll, you keep him because he's a good blocking tight end. Uh, the other guys who I mentioned earlier aren't really at that level as blockers, and they're nowhere near Dallas Goddard's potential as a receiver. So, you know, you take – that extra spot, maybe you use it for an extra running back. Maybe you use it for an extra offensive lineman or something like that. Defensive lineman. There's so many defense. defensive linemen. So, yeah. And then, you know, you got guys on the practice squad. And I think people need to remember, like, even though you're on a practice squad, you get two elevations per week. So if they need a third tight end, they could always bring somebody Like up, a Grant Calcaterra you know, right. or maybe a Dan Arnold. Yeah, um, or the touchdown maker himself, Brady Russell. Yeah. Uh, although I did see him make a drop in one of the preseason games, kind of yeah. wide open. So, you know, he's a pretty unproven guy. Um, you know, he looks like he's 35 years old, but he's, I don't think he's quite there. <laughs> um, but, but, you know, you and mentioned – his the, uncle's uh, one of the big personnel guys with the Eagles. So uh-huh. he's got that going. Yeah, yeah. that, that <laughs> helps. Nice. Yeah, so yeah, we mentioned Dallas Goddard. And, yeah, he – to me, listen, his past, obviously, he's had some injuries. Last year he missed five games with – uh, what was it, the shoulder injury after he got thrown down on it uh, in one of the games? Um, was it, it was a shoulder, right? Goddard yeah, had yeah. yeah. So, I mean, but, yeah, he look, just looks tremendous. And I said on the sideline watching practice, I think he could be my pick for the offensive MVP of the team this year. But, again, health is so important to him. And then when you flip it to the defensive side, I think Josh Sweat Josh has just Sweat. had, uh, you know, Sweaty the kind Jay. of camp. Uh, he just looks more comfortable. He's, he's actually, you know, high-fiving us as he walks off the field. He's like, hey, how you guys doing? Like, he's never done that before. And, you know, so I thought he was going to high-five us out here, and there was a, a smell wafting about. But <laughs> yeah. it, wasn't, it wasn't Josh. Yeah, it wasn't. Uh, yeah. But he's had a phenomenal camp. He really has. And he would probably be my pick right now as we sit here on August 19th for MVP of the defense. But, you know, we'll get into a little bit more of that later on in future podcasts. But right now he's having a great camp. I think he would have had a sack today. Uh, had they been, you know, allowed to hit the quarterback, uh, he just keeps showing up, and, and I'm re- I've been real impressed with him. He's probably been my most impressive player on defense so far. Is anybody else stand out to you guys on defense other than Sweaty Jay? Um, Reed, Reed, yes, Reed Blankenship, Milkshack, I'm, I'm, Reed Blankenship. I'm, I'm going, I'm going, Jalen Carter. That guy yeah. does something incredible. It seems like pretty much in every practice. Yeah. Today, I saw him lined up out wide, and he dropped back into coverage on Deion Kane. I mean, yeah. I mean, the guy's incredible. And, you know, we were talking to Lane Johnson earlier, and, and you know, he said, like, that guy's a freak. Reminds him, reminds him of a bigger Geno Atkins, and Geno Atkins has been a great defensive tackle 
in the league, mostly with the Bengals for for many years. So, yeah. um, and he yeah. said he reminded him of Javon Hargrave in the pass rush yeah. style that he brings. And listen, it doesn't get said enough about Lane Johnson that he's just tremendous. He is, he I mean, he I saw him against Carter today, and Carter did a nice job with a he, he rushed to Johnson's right. He, Carter threw his left arm and knocked Johnson off balance a little bit. And then when Carter tried to get into his bull rush, Lane was really quick to get back with his balance and anchor and yeah. stop Carter. I mean, you know, yeah. you can't say enough about Lane Johnson. Lane to me, Johnson and yeah. poor Patrick Johnson, who happy to see him back at, uh, at, at practice because he was carted off. Yeah. You remember, we thought it might be real serious. Turned out to be not that serious. He's back at practice. I did see the one rep against Lane Johnson. Nothing. I mean, just enveloped. Uh, Lane is is just, you know, what's rare, we talk about wins and losses aren't a quarterback stat. Uh, The Eagles don't win when Lane Johnson's not on the field. And when he's on the field, they don't lose. Right. They're well below 500 when he has to miss games. Uh, All right, let's wrap this up here. Let's see. Uh, I want to get into one more thing, the linebacker position. We're kind of seeing someone assert himself as the starter next to Nicobe Dean. And you guys know who I'm talking about. Who? yeah. Uh, <laughs> let me think a minute. Uh, oh, no, Zach Cunningham, of course. Just got here August 6th. He got the start on Thursday night against the Browns. Uh, was out there again with the ones. Uh, still seeing time on the second team. You know, they were giving him all these reps because they want him to get it down. But right now he looks like, you know, he will be the starter day one uh, next day. Kobe, what do you guys think? Yeah, I'd be shocked if he isn't. Uh, you know, Nicholas Morrow still involved, gets a couple reps here and there. Christian Ellis gets some reps, but... Zach Cunningham was a really good player in Houston um, before some of the injuries took over in his career. Uh, signed a big money deal at some point. Um, he's got he's tremendously long. When the Browns were in here for joint practices, everybody made a big deal about Reed Blankenship intercepting Deshaun Watson three times, and they should have. But two of those were because Zach Cunningham got his uh, hand on the football. So uh, he's been very impressive. Linebacker's obviously the weakest position on, on the team, and, and even with Cunningham and Miles Jack who they brought in, it's still not great. I mean, Nakota yeah. Dean is good. He's a solid starter. He could probably start for anybody, but after that, it's just like, you know, mixing and matching, and Cunningham's looked pretty good. He's picking up the defense. Uh, Miles Jack haven't seen a whole lot out of just yet, and the other guys, I mean, we have seen Nicholas Morrow, eh. Yeah, underwhelming, I yeah. think, yeah. And, you know, Christian Ellis, I mean, I think, you know, Sean Bradley's injury guarantees him a spot because he's a good special teams player. But if you need him starting at linebacker next to Kobe Dean, I think you're in trouble. So, you know, it's it's an upgrade. Zach Cunningham's definitely an upgrade, and Miles Jack probably too. But, you know, it's still not a great position for these guys. And, you know, no. they've gotten and by I, I, before with quick on Nicobe, are you guys, you sound like you're sold. I'm not sold on Nicobe. You know what? I was going to mention him. It was nice to see him make a play on yeah. Thursday night, kind of shooting the gap. He got in there, got a hand on the football, knocked it free, and forced a, a goal line turnover, which was nice to see because he's a guy that really doesn't stand out a lot in practice. He doesn't yeah. wow you. Like, you know, we saw Zach Cunningham deflect two passes against Deshaun Watson during a Tuesday practice. I, I guess it was on a Monday and a Tuesday. He deflected the ball and Reed Blankenship was able to intercept.
intercept both of them. But Nakobe doesn't wow you like that. But I did see today he did a nice job covering Kenny Gainwell deep on a he wheel did. route yeah, down near down near the yeah. end zone. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's kind of where Hurts probably wanted to go with the ball. But Nakobe was with Gainwell step for step. So I, it was nice to see him make a play because I'm a little concerned. My concern with Nakobe is right. he's five foot eleven. I'm going to be very cynical here. It's great that he made the play. He 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 digested it really well. He was in the backfield. But guys, if that's Nick Chubb, he's running right through that arm tackle. That's a touchdown. That was like the fourth string running back. Yeah, John back. Jim Kelly or so. Some, John Kelly. Made, yeah. But yeah, yeah. But the thing is, is he got there so fast. And I don't think Kelly had time to really even put the ball yeah. away. Like you wonder if Chubb would have had it put away too. Maybe it wasn't so much the arm tackle. I think it was just he was there so fast. He and was you know, there fast. It, 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 yeah. Kelly didn't have time to put the ball away, really. And you wonder if that would be like any running back would have a hard time putting that ball away because he was in there, you know, in a flash. Yeah. So it was it was nice to see, though, because I do have a little bit of concern about Nakobe Dean. Most of it is can he play 17 games. Yeah. He, he's already gotten injured with the ankle in camp, missed a few days. So, um, you know, it was nice to see him flash a little bit. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, any, any final thoughts from uh, John, Martin? Do you guys have any final thoughts? That's I mine. thought I, I saw uh, Brad Seeley uh, at Nick Sirianni's hip uh, during special teams drill. He is a longtime special teams coordinator. I tried to confirm it. Uh, uh, Bob Lang, the Eagles PR guy, said he's often here, so it probably was him, but I couldn't confirm it 100%. Mm. That's interesting to me because they have some issues at uh, special teams, and a lot of people were surprised that Michael Clay – was back as a special teams coordinator. Maybe that's one of those things like Jim Bob Cooter. We just showed up one day. Hey, Jim Bob. And we all looked around. And we all looked around. Maybe, maybe Brad Silly's here. So I'll try to lock that down. He brings um, a lot of guys in, Nick, right? I mean, didn't yeah. he have some assistants last year? He had Steve. Uh, Mike McCoy was here. Mike McCoy. Yeah, yeah, Steve Kime, I think, was here. Was here. Fa- Set up a firestorm. Everybody thought he was a consultant. Yeah, Steve Kime was here, right, with uh, Steve Kime general was here manager talking last, to Howie. During the Browns uh, practices. Uh, yeah, so they always yeah. bring these other uh, outside eyes and ears in. So, uh, Martin, any final thoughts from you? Uh, I would just say that, you know, I mean, we've mentioned a lot of the things that could go wrong this year for the Eagles and stuff. But when you look at their roster and you look at the teams, the other teams, the NFC East, I mean, the NFC, period, uh, they're still the class of the NFC. Um, you know, their schedule is going to be harder, so their record might not be as good. But I, I think they're in a pretty good place, you know. As long as their key guys stay healthy, they should be contending for a Super Bowl again this year. Um, so, you know, I think a lot of the concern is legitimate, but I also think that they're pretty well situated to you know, get by. Yeah, I agree. All right, so listen, that'll do it for us. Uh, I'm Ed Kratz here with John McMullen and our special guest star, Mike uh, Martin Frank. Mike. Yeah. <laughs> Frank Martin. I, I got tongue-tied there. Yeah, Martin Frank, Frank Martin. Now, Martin Frank, you can read him on DelawareOnline.com, uh, right? Yep. And yep. where can they follow you on Twitter, Martin? At MFrankNFL. There you go. Uh, all right, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again soon. <laughs>